It's an opportunity attack. Greetings, Grognards. We have a special podcast today, and we have a special guest that reached out to us after our podcast where we talked about Game Holcon. And we have Alex Kammer, who is the organizer of Game Holcon. So uh, welcome to the Grognard podcast, Alex. Uh, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me, and I'm uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we're very excited to hear from you. And I had heard you speak on Dragon Talk on that podcast, and it's almost a small world because in that podcast, you talked about how you had gotten some a box of documents from Julia Martin, who used to work at TSR. She sure. was my dungeon master all through college. So oh, kidding. that is small world. Wow. <laughs> so it's sort of a, a you know the the gaming world we all live in, and um, I think I actually saw you when I was up at Game Holcon. And I made eye contact, and I think you looked back at me wondering, why is that guy staring at me? He thought you were a creepy stalker. Yeah, Alex, never make eye contact with Eric. Yeah, we avoid it. So if you hold it too long, you might turn to stone. (laughs) But but you are rather well-known in gaming circles, sort of on a, a, you know, you're not a... uh, game designer like many of paper or work for wizards or tsr but you are a, a collector of of games and i i think that you also are involved in true dungeon right that's correct that's correct so yeah i have my 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 uh, many digits in many different areas of the gaming world i find myself i mean it's, as you as you probably realized when you called me this morning uh you you reach me at my law firm that's what i actually do for a living uh, but uh, I, uh, I, I certainly am involved. Find myself deeply involved in the world of gaming, and in fact, am a designer. I, oh, okay, uh, excellent. I published. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think I just published my sixth module, and now I'm uh, I'm currently writing. I, I'm doing a freelance project for Frog God Games. I'll have a, a hardbound adventure path, uh, full hardbound book coming out next year. Uh, you know, starting at level one, going to about level twelve, kind of sweeping transcontinental adventure. I'm writing for those guys. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, nice. But I, yes, I do. I do. I'm a part owner. I'm one of the owners of Chew Dungeon. I uh, am the uh, owner director of GameholeCon, and I am an avid collector. So yeah, you uh, you got me pegged. Yeah, and another small world. I almost the, the other individual involved with True Dungeon who lives down in Carbondale. The name's escaping me. Um, I almost ended up working with him to help build stuff because I build props for the high school marching band. Um, unfortunately, their build time is the same time as same time as marching band build time. So uh, I didn't get that opportunity, but we had been in contact, and uh, I was going to head down there for a couple weekends. So, you know, again, small gaming world. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It's Jeff and Lori Martin, who are my partners yes. in uh, Chew Dungeon, and they're wonderful people, and they have done an amazing job. Uh, you know, they're the ones who built the company, and uh, who and, and Jeff writes all the modules uh, for it. Uh, and uh, the, if you guys have ever had a chance to go through to see the the really amazing production value that uh, that we've accomplished with Shoot Dungeon. It's, 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 I'm, I'm always blown away by it. Some, yeah. Someday I'm going to be able to get into that uh, that online frenzy at Gen Con and get into True Dungeon. Um, I can never seem to be able to get in, especially when you're going with a larger group. But, I, uh, I've been twice. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an experience. If anybody has not done it, do it once. Um, just so you can say you've done it and experience it, and and the game quality, those it's not easy to come up with puzzles um, for games, and I am impressed that the quality of the because some of the rooms are puzzle based, mm-hmm. um, and they do an excellent job with those. Yeah, my friend Christina, that's in my Friday game. Her and her family, they go every year. They are they are true dungeon fans. 
<laughs> well, just to uh, just and I, uh, you're absolutely right about the frenzy of uh, <laughs> ticket sales that happen at Gen Con. But just re- remember now that and this is fairly recent development, actually, since I've joined the company. We now are at four different shows, and there it's it's uh, much easier to get a ticket. For instance, at GameholeCon, or at Origins, or at Pack South. Uh, Pack South. Pac South. Yeah, Pack South in San Antonio, and that's uh, uh, we're and we're actually talking about uh, we're in talks to have a show very close to you guys, C two E two. We maybe up there uh, in Chicago. Yeah, maybe in Chicago. Wow. So, uh, that's that's very possible. We may be showing up there. I think that's in March. Uh, their show. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's but, awesome. I mean, yeah, the, and it's also cheaper. Uh, the, the per ticket cost is about twenty dollars less, for example, at GameholeCon than it is at Chudon, at uh, at GenCon. So you know, nice. Just, uh, nice. You, it, we're hopefully uh, uh, affording more opportunities to uh, for people to be exposed to the the great experience. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. So speaking of GameholeCon, congratulations on a, a stupendous. Gamehole Con. I mean, we had a friend who organized a little local one-day convention that I helped with, and that was overwhelming. I can't imagine what you go through to get the Gamehole Con to, to go off without a hitch. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And, it, you know, I, I think there's there's uh, no question that once you have uh, tried to organize an event yourself, uh, then you can really uh, get a feel for what it's like to try to, you know, put together the madness that is a big show like we do. Uh, and and I, it, I get a lot of credit for uh, the show, and th- and I do a, a lot of work on it. There's no question about it. But I have a great team, and that team are my, my gaming group, the Game yeah. Group. That's why we're so named. We've gamed together for in excess of 15 years. We actually played D&D last night. Uh, we, play, <laughs> nice. we, play, we play once a week. Um, and uh, We're jealous so of a, you. We're jealous. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. That, that's when one of the more... Uh, I guess interesting or, or things that I've learned as I've uh, you know been out there more with with the show and writing and just meeting literally thousands of gamers. How rare a steady game group is. You know, yeah. I just assumed mm-hmm. everyone had friends that they gamed with, or at least you know that if you wanted to, you could find a group. Well, we uh, do. That, we have those regular game groups, but scheduling is the pitfall of mm-hmm. all of our games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been my Friday game group that we've been playing together. A, about 20 years, uh, the four of us that are from the original group back in the 90s. And yeah, uh, all of us getting together, and we only get together every other week, and it's it's a challenge. Sure, sure. You know, we, you know we're all busy uh, in, in my group, too. You know, we have kids and jobs and every other sort of modern life complication. And we, uh, but fortunately, we have uh, seven of us uh, here uh, now. Uh, no, excuse me, eight. We have eight total, uh, eight total players. And what we do is we just send out a Google survey, and uh, the one, the, the the night of the week that has five or more, that's that's go time. And uh, we yeah, play. so yeah, that's a great idea. Out. That's a very or a little listener tip. That's, yes, that's a good way to do it. So, Alex, what? I mean. Uh, what makes you pull the trigger on saying, hey, let's do a con? Um, because if uh, you're on number seven right now, you didn't start off with, you know, 4,000. Well, let me just interject before he answers okay. that. I just want to let him know that Gamehole Con is one of my top three cons now. <laughs> it's Gem Con, Gary Con, Gamehole Con. So it's, it, he does that good a job with it that it's, it's at the top of my list. But now go ahead. Now you can answer. So, yeah, you, you've been doing it now for seven years. And from my understanding, you keep increasing the number of attendees um what first substantially off, yeah what what made you pull the trigger on wanting to do a con 
And what are you doing that is uh, bringing so many more people each year to your con? Um, yeah, good, good question. The latter is a tougher one to answer, but I can certainly answer the first. Uh, but the, yeah, I, I mean, first of all, guys, obviously, if you are going to launch a commercial venture and that you're, you're, you're seeking, uh, you know, to make money and support your family or whatever, you don't call that enterprise game hold on, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a that's name fair. that's going to get people leaping to their feet and say, yes, I can't wait to see what the hell that is. Right? Yeah. And that yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. Um, so th- there's always been, uh, it's always been with great deal of bemusement that we took on this task in the first place. And, and the reason is that uh, there's a local game store here that opened in, in my neighborhood years ago. Um, it you know it seems like yesterday, but it was about seven years ago. And uh, they it's a great little store, uh, run the right way, um, clean, modern, nice, helpful. You know a lot of the things that a lot of game stores no, are at. not. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, you know I was in there, and this, the the owner was a really nice guy, and I was thinking, geez, how can I help? How can I help make sure that this store succeeds? And so I was talking to him, and he said it'd be great if we can get more organized in-store play. But okay, well, you know. Uh, so I talked to the, the, went to, you know, the next game night. In, in, in the game hole, that's an actual place, by the way. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, uh, my game room, the game hole, is located above a pub I own. Nice. And um, that's where my collection is housed. Now, do they bring the beers up to the game room if you call down, or how's that work? Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. What's the name of your pub? Because we were all talking earlier, you know, is it a tavern? Is it a pub? You know. It's called the Free House Pub. The okay. Free House Pub. <clears throat> yep. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the literally the treehouse I always wanted. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we, we I talked to the guys about it. I said, hey, what if we uh, put together some games uh, for the store and we just organize it on something like meetup, you know, and we, we, you know, put it out there and let's see if people want to come and game with us. And so, you know, I, I put together a D&D game. One of the other guys put a one-shot Call of Cthulhu game. Another guy put together one-shot Savage World games and, you know, put set this meetup. And it was overwhelmingly pos- popular. I mean, we ever, every seat that we had available was filled. Hmm. And we did it once a month for a couple months. I thought, geez, I mean, it was really getting popular. And uh, people liked the, the games we were running and, uh, you know, it helped the store. And so we started talking about it. You know, you know this is the, the organizational, once you start that, that down that path, you think, well, you know, Gen Con used to be in Milwaukee, and it's a bummer that it's not here yeah. anymore, here being mm-hmm. Wisconsin, where I'm, yep. I'm sitting here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, that's that's kind of lame uh, because we used to go every year and and, and we still do, now we go to Indianapolis every year but we this, uh, the region is bereft of a of a big gaming convention. Uh, Gary Khan was in its infancy at that point. It was mm-hmm. kind of limping along, very small. Um, uh, great show. You know, Luke Gygax is a very good friend of mine, and they're, he's kind enough to always invite me as a special guest every year, which is which is very nice. But mm-hmm. uh, but that that's still at that point was a very small show, and it still is fairly small. Anyway, uh, we thought. Geez, we ended up looking around the table at who's who actually is our members of the game hole. We have a, a lot of different professionals that run businesses and who are capable, uh, thoughtful uh, people. So, geez, we could run really just about any industry with this group. Um, so let's give it a shot. You know, we'll call it Game Hole Con, and uh, and if it's just us standing around in the hotel, you know, that November, early November <laughs> weekend. So be it, and uh, it didn't. And and, and we, we we went out and got the the, the turning point was uh, calling Wizards of the Coast 
and having Chris Perkins say, yeah, what the hell, I'll come out. Uh, I've never been to Madison, uh, so I'll do it. Um, and then some of the older TSR guys who are who live in the area, you know, and the, Jim Ward. That's a big reason why I ended up going. I mean, there was a couple avenues. One, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with Royce Thigpen. Sure, he's one of the, he's a game hall member. He's oh, okay, he is. is so, he? Okay. so he came down to our local convention well, called Winter actually, War. Yeah, Winter War is a few years ago. Involved in it, and uh, he ran a Call of Cthulhu game, and I played in that. I never want to pass up a good Call of Cthulhu game, and um, he mentioned it. He's like, "You should come up to Game Hole Con," and and it's funny you mentioned the name because I'm like Game Hole Con, like what, what, Madison. And I, I was like, okay, so it was in the back of my mind. Then I went to Gary Con, and somebody, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody said, "If you like Gary Con." You will like Game Hole Con, so I was like, okay, I'm going. Like that—that that was the, the selling. I should have went two years sooner. I'm sort of kicking myself. And well, yeah. So Royce, Royce is also—he's—he does all our site backends. So when you register for games and it works really well, that's because Royce wrote all the code, uh, and he does the same for Winter War. Although they yes. have a much—it's a uh, on purpose a much more. Um, I don't know, antiquated, old school. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smaller kind yes, it of is. I yeah. love Winter War. I I run a lot of games there at Winter War. I wish it was a little bit bigger, and I wish they were a little bit more forward thinking. But uh, it is what it is. And, uh, and I think it's my impression is it's improved a lot organizationally oh, in the last you know several years. I know uh, since Don passed away, I think the they've had to yeah, make it more organized sort of... since one person was not keeping it all in his head. Yeah. 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 So, what was the attendance for Game Hole? Do you have any attendance numbers for this last year? Yeah, uh, for uh, the the show that just was, uh, you know, about ten days ago. Now, yeah. uh, we were we just crested four thousand. Nice. So, yeah, we're just a little over four thousand attendees, which is great. So, we have steadily since this was our sixth show. So now we're getting spooled up already for. Actually, even at, when you were calling me, I was looking at um, the uh, the logo uh, for. GHC seven, the left breast <laughs> logo. So the, it'll be, you know, it says Game Con and then the stylized Roman numerals. You know, yeah. That's how our, if you picked up a shirt, you'll see that, that, that we have a different front logo. The back logo is already done. That's mm-hmm. already been, that's out there. So anyway, we it's really is a year round, uh, which we'll, we'll circle back to talk about why we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the year round effort, uh, you know, we have to, we, we, we're all working uh, now on space, on how to, how to improve our, the flow of people in the, in the show, how to, where we can move games to be uh, in better places for the type of game that it is, uh, you know, we're just a bunch of knuckleheads who are splashing around. And, uh, <laughs> but but we we don't have any ego about it, and we listen, we take feedback very seriously, we watch, uh, you know, all the social media stuff. If someone has a problem, the other the other thing that we do, I think, is we, we excel at, which gaming cons are terrible at, is customer service. Uh, you know, mm. we our 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 deal is, you know, let's just get to yes. You know, let's find a way to say yes to everyone, to everything, if it's at all possible. Wow. Uh, nice. That's, you know, and, that's very cool. And, yeah. It's a great no philosophy. To, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a successful business philosophy. I mean, that's, that's where you look at really the successful businesses out there. That's what they do. They're, they focus on customer service. So, you know, there are no, you don't get any, you know, form email responses. You, you get, a, if you contact the, us through our site, it's either, it's one of us, usually me, who responds immediately as soon as possible you know uh, and with to try to be uh, a personal touch with everything you know and that's becoming of course uh, increasingly challenging as we grow but uh, you know so far so good and we've we've had steady uh, 35 to in the low 40 percent growth every year um, and I think that's a lot 
Yeah, and so I mean, the 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 very kind words that you have to say about the show and your experience is, I think, why we're growing. It's because we don't. Once someone has come to our show, they come back every year, unless they can't for some reason. But I mean, and, it, and bring it, a friend or two. Yeah, yeah, because we, I think, we really deliver a great experience. I think the, uh, you know, I, we really we. You know, we, 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 there's lots of things we can't control. You know, but one thing we can is to be the best run convention in the country. We can we can do that, and mm-hmm. we we try to be perfect. And of course, it's never perfect, but we get I think pretty close. I think well, we arguably yeah. do it better than others. But that that's because we just really really focus on every step of the process to be perfect for the attendee. And I think it's it's uh, you know speaks to the. And, I think the the growth is a product of that. And, you know, I think that attitude carries over because um, after the con, uh, the date for the next con was announced. And it's it's going to fall on Halloween just because of the scheduling. Um, mm-hmm. And some people were disappointed because their kids come to the convention. And immediately on the Facebook group, a woman stepped up and said, hey, why don't we do reverse trick-or-treating with kids? Well, if people want to cosplay, we'll carry candy, move around to tables, and give kids candy. So they don't miss out on Halloween, right? And, I, and it's just cool. some, some random con attendee, you know, not not officially affiliated, but that attitude of you know, let's make this the most enjoyable convention for everybody involved. It sort of, you know, it, it spreads throughout the convention. And Eric has convinced Greg and I to attend next year. Um, he already said he's going to put us up in his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I said my car. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. It'll be great to have you guys. And so that, that's, I think that's, it's really fun. It's real, quite frankly, a joy to see this community develop. Uh, and, and we, the whole, I mean, first of all, you can't take yourself too seriously if you're going to call something game whole con to start with. <laughs> that's true. So mm-hmm. the whole thing is going to be a, a celebration of the hobby we love, uh, promoting the hobby, promoting those who, who, who work in it and who enjoy it, and, and make it a carnival. So I like, I really like how friendly and upbeat and joyful the whole experience is because not all, I mean, you guys go to cons. They're, yeah. not, they're, they're often not that way. They can be all kinds of different vibes, but I think I really like how positive ours is, and um, that's where, where we're going to keep it. It's, we just love the fact that people come and they just have big smiles on their faces. They're so excited to be there, and they just have a great time, uh, and that's, that's what it's all about. And uh, delivering that experience is what uh, I think why we have the growth we do. Uh, you know, we never set off like, hey, you know, it'd be great if we have 5,000 attendees in, you know, eight years. We never had any goals. We've had just other than delivering a great experience and just sort of let it let it go where it goes. Um, speaking of speaking of goals, is there a top end um, uh, that you feel that you're going to be able to meet by staying in Madison? Or is there? You yeah. Know, well, I mean, what's your what's your what's the maximum you think that convention could grow to? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I I really don't because this is not this is our first rodeo with this experience. I mean, uh, so each what the 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 goal is for each year is to it, handle the growth in a way that it, for the attendee it doesn't feel like it grew. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not there are no lines uh, that there's it, the traffic flows well that you can still get into games that. Um, I, 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 I like it. It's the, the, the one of the highest sort of subtle compliments that that we get is when someone asks, like you guys ask, how many attendees you have, and I say four thousand, and they and someone says, well, it didn't feel like that. No, perfect. That's, that's good. That's wonderful. That's exactly what we're and, trying to do. And one of the things I did mention was one of the things I liked about it. The the uh, facility. It's not a convention center. It's what, an expo center. So I forget what they called it. Um, there was still some unused space towards the end, I believe. Well, right? That's good. Um, mm-hmm. So there's room to grow, and everything was really close. Um, mm-hmm. 
You didn't have to, not like, I mean, at Gen Con, oh, I will walk seven miles some days. <laughs> you know? And yeah. that's, you know. On Thursday, I walked 12, 12, yeah. 12 and a half miles on Thursday. Yeah, I, you know, it's everything's, it's small enough that everything's nice and close. And we didn't mention the food trucks. I, I meant, I, we mentioned the $7 pizza, which was, I paid $7 because it was a good slice of pizza. But they had food trucks too. I love food trucks. And oh my God, I got a euro there. And, um, I like just the opportunity to try different stuff. And, and you know, so you guys organize that. That was a great aspect of it as well. So there's still room for growth, I mean. There is. is. And, you know, so uh, you know, we have, you're absolutely right. There's, a, the, there's another hall that's another 25,000 square feet that we can take. We're, we're not even taking it for next year yet because we're still fine with where we are. And we, we're, not even, we're not even close to maxing out the space that we are using. I mean, and, and maxing out, I never want to put to the, you know, how many can we pack in kind of mentality. It is actually more of, you know, is there ways that we can make, uh, be, uh, put in more gaming while still being efficient and not affect noise levels and all that kind of stuff. Um, the real, the, the b- bigger challenge we're going to have long term is in housing, uh, hotel space. Uh, fortunately, there is one hotel that's being built that will be ready next year that is going to be across the street, if you, if you know the, the Ooh, sort of the nice. campus, uh, across the street from the Clarion. It's a new Hilton property, which will be great. And there is a uh, proposed, there's now finally been a proposed redo of the entire campus, which is to redo some of the, the Alliant Energy Center, the building that we're in for the show, is great. It's a really nice modern facility. It's wonderful. But some of the surrounding buildings that are part of that whole campus are decrepit and terrible, um, and they're going to, you know, nuke them and build new things, and including another hotel. So once we have, you know, two new hotels, and it looks like they're going to be, the construction time is going to be such that, um, they will, looks like, by just sheer good fortune, um, match our growth if we continue to grow at the same trajectory that we've been on. Um, so I think it's going to be okay. So what does that end number look like to be, you know, I, I have no idea, but we'll know it when we hit it. You know, you guys will know it and we'll know it. And that's when it becomes too crowded and it starts to feel like that press. Then we're, we'll take steps. You know, uh, I, and I don't know what those steps will be, but I, I never, we never aspired to do Gen Con. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that that if people, you know, I I go I go down there and I become part of the zombie horde as well, um, <laughs> but I don't need to do it twice a year. Um, and uh, so uh, that's and I, the, the, you know, I I'm good friends with the folks who run Gen Con. They're wonderful people, but that is very much a for-profit big business. Yes. That is a yeah. major oh, moneymaker, yeah. and you know, I I just didn't get into this for that. That's not. That's and not it my seems guess. like your intention is to keep it in Madison. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you want Absolutely. a local, and I, I, res, I mean, the utmost respect for that because I think that's an important part of our hobby, our hobby yep. to to keep that local community. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of your uh, a lot of the success is also tied into the University of Madison and its its resources and facilities, obviously. So. I think that yeah. that helps. Uh, you know, Madison is an interesting town, uh, being the state capital, and the, we have, of course, uh, just like you guys, a, a Big Ten campus. Uh, we have uh, more game stores per capita than any other city in the world. Uh, really? Something really? like nine game stores in a, in a, in a municipality of about 500,000 people. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. We have one, uh, two? We have yeah. two. We have two. Yes. Uh, um, you are, of course, simple. like, you know, the birthplace, not in Madison, but Wisconsin's the birthplace of much of what we love in gaming. It's, it's almost like the, the pilgrimage. Yeah. You have to go to Wisconsin if you're a gamer. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And, you know, as so we do have, we do benefit from being in Madison and having a game in town, but the majority of our attendees are from out of state. 
Really? Uh, really? Yeah. We draw, we have a lot of, we, you know, we, we just barely, it's really close to 50-50, but we draw very heavily from Illinois and Minnesota. Um, and, uh, and then we, the airport is quite busy. Uh, we, a lot of people fly hmm. in. We have people from all around the country who come and around the world. I, the, the, the number of international guests each year is just astounding to really me. Really nice. Uh, attendees. You know, we have, I mean, so many different Europeans come now. It's, it's wow. really cool. Uh, there's a little, uh, there's an Italian cabal that's growing every year. <laughs> I did see them on the friends. Facebook group. I saw yeah. a couple posts from them, yeah. Have you yeah. been approached by your uh, municipality officials about, you know, have they approached you in ways of making it better for both oh, you yeah. and them? Oh, yes. They uh, the <laughs> they recognize Madison, you. <laughs> yes, the City of Madison uh, Department of Tourism is very excited uh, about us because uh, the it, what we're doing is bringing literally thousands of people into Madison on a non-Badger home weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come here and in the in the late fall when the Badgers are somewhere else playing football. There's not a whole lot going on in town. It's yeah. pretty quiet. It's exactly uh, the same here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they're very pleased, and so that's why they, they now, which is great, they have they uh, have allowed us. They've taken over our housing essentially. So. We oh, use sweet. the city of Madison's housing portal, uh, which is basically a, uh, it looks kind of like Gen Con's, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, it's Ouch. great. So they, they, they handle all that. They, they do all the contracts at the various hotels. And so people can go to our site and then you go to the Greater Madison Convention Bureau uh, housing portal, which they do for, you know, we have the CrossFit games here and some other big events in, in Madison. Mm-hmm. Those that, that portal is used for those kind of big events. And it's pretty cool that, that we get to... Uh, do it, and it doesn't cost us anything, and uh, it's a great service for the attendees, and, and then the saves takes one task off of my plate. Yeah, it's so a that's win-win. really lucky. Yeah. yeah, I I want to ask. I don't want to compare uh, Game Hole Con to Gen Con, but sure. um, I did not go. But Eric told me about all these. Um, I guess you would call them creators or insiders, bigwigs, if you want to call them in uh, in at least the Dungeons and Dragons world. At Gen Con. <laughs> There has yet to be, except for the gentleman who wrote the Art and Arcana book, there have not been anybody. Well, there was four of them, but yeah, yeah but there's yeah. not been any real special guests that I've had any interest in seeing. But hearing the people that you brought in, um, how did you manage to work that out? I mean, did you just just lucky or? Well, no, I, well, I don't think so. What what we the we always thought that look, <laughs> we the the, the convention looks the way it does because we just built the convention we wanted to go to it's just that simple uh we wanted to go to a convention that had cool guests that we could actually meet and hang out with talk to play games with uh come up get our badge in a in a packet that makes sense that's accurate that has our game tickets we printed them and and those games happen on time they happen in a good space there's good food options i mean just just seriously just make a list what do you like about conventions and what don't you like and let's start with that i mean it really really was that simple when we got hmm. started and one of those of course is is our guests and um it's one of those things when chris came out first um and he's a super good guy and you know we we do our best to make the uh, guest experience here transcendent we really try to do a, a do everything we can to ensure, ensure that they have a good time and that has spread like wildfire in the industry that you want to go you if you can be a guest at game con is so now we i mean let's put it this way i didn't invite steve jackson this year he called me and asked if he could come nice. said, well, that's very cool come, and, and you know, he's and, got some grognard cred so yeah, 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 we were yeah. just talking about him 
<laughs> yeah, no, he's a great guy. So that that's the and then with and, and, and with Wizards, Chris came back and said, guys, this is the greatest convention I've ever been to. <laughs> and really they all went. So, <laughs> and so now, now and Nathan Stewart, who runs the Indie, always makes fun of him. He's like, hey man, who's gonna who's gonna keep the sh- the shop open over GameCon <laughs> weekend? The, 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 <laughs> Wizards of the Coast offices are empty. And, like, and well, just yeah. for those people who who don't go, it's you know another Gen Con comparison. Gen Con, they're up on that dais, right? Dais, and they and they speak and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Game whole Con, you're just seeing them. I mean, it's a small enough convention that you can be like, "Hey, how you doing?" You're like you know, I game as you did, yeah, with yeah. a couple of them. So I, I like that level of interaction with the people who are in charge of the D&D brand. I mean, it's just nice to be able to relate to them as as people. Some people call it interaction. Uh, other people call Eric's actions stalking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's not that's not by accident. We have I what we tell our guests. We don't have I don't care what you do when you come here. You don't have to kill yourself running games as a guest. You have to run something and you have to be on the show floor. You know, you can't. This is not a come run your game and then hide in the hotel mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, you, this is a, this is a celebration. And you need to take part in it, and 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 they and they love that. I mean, all the guests love to do that, and you know, we we, we and we try to pull from as many sectors of tabletop gaming as we can. Uh, you know, we have we're always try to have some top line board game guests. You know, like we had Eric Lang this year and and Rob Daviau. Um and uh, and those guys are they're just releasing some great new games and so what a thrill to be able to play an unreleased game um, from Eric Lang with it I mean mm-hmm. geez, that's that's amazing and and same with you know if you play in a Chris Perkins games you're you're play testing something I know it's coming out in a year and a half but the uh, you get to get a sneak peek of it and guys like Mike Merles and Jeremy Crawford and the, you know they're such nice people and they and they and they love the that that experience um, and so I. You know, it's they're 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 sort of on auto auto repeat <laughs> for our show. So the people that that you saw and liked at our show, I have very little doubt that you'll see them if, for many years to come at our show. Excellent. That's great. Yeah, yeah I listened to. Uh, I'm a regular Dragon Talk listener, and every the, uh, you were very enthusiastic on there, and and yet Greg and Shelley completely uh, all in as well. <laughs> I don't know if they both went or not, or uh, Shelley did. Uh, Greg. Couldn't this year, but he, he, I'm sure I'll, I'll keep working on him. I'll get Greg out by next year. <laughs> no, uh, no. Shelly, Shelly was great. Gosh, I love Shelly. And so she's, uh, they'll, I'm, yeah, she I, was running something that she had uh, worked on, mm-hmm. I think, wasn't yep. she? Okay, so switching topics just a uh, little bit. Whose idea was the plushies? Because those are awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, that is very few of the good ideas about the show are mine, but that one was mine. <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 <laughs> so it was it, it, just like it's, Maybe hubris, um, whatever. Uh, the, the the sort of why not? Uh, I, 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 we're sitting, literally sitting on gaming, and I thought, would it? I mentioned, I said, wouldn't it be funny if we did a a owl bear plushie? Because I freaking love owl bears. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have a, a plushie for us for nerds instead of you know the usual kind of pony or whatever? Um, and so we laughed about it. Said, ah, oh, that would be funny. And I said, well, I'm just gonna poke around and. You know, see what it, what it's what's involved with actually ordering a plushie. So I started learning a little about it, and I found a, a producer out of I think they're out of South Carolina, then who negotiates with a series of. It's a very complicated process. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I can imagine. Are, where are they manufactured in China or are they domestic? They are in China. That's they what are, I thought. They're manufactured yeah. Hopefully, in China those tariffs won't hit you next year. But <laughs> oh, God, it's just yeah, I know this was yeah. It's 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 a it's a moving target every year. Uh, but. Uh, 
But then locally, we have, you know, we, as you mentioned, we, we're, we're very fortunate to have so many great designers in the area. And one of them is John Kovalik, who is mm-hmm. the artist who does all the Munchkin stuff. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so this was back, you know, several years ago, and I was having lunch with John and talking to him about the show, and he was going to come and stuff. I said, hey, man, we're, we're talking about doing a plushie. Um, do you have any? Would you be at all interested in, in designing it? And the whole and, and, and the, the, the the purpose of the plushies was to all the benefits. The proceeds would go to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, "Well, sure, you know, absolutely. If you're going to do something for charity, I'll design it for you." So he made a just a brilliant uh, owlbear. Just a, it's just so just on the nose, cute and cool. And so then each year. Um, he's Just done like when you meet them in a dungeon, they're cool and cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's great about it. Like the Odiog we did this year, what a terrible, nasty, foul creature. And to have that be rendered in cute form, I just think it's great. You know? And so this year, uh, you, uh, I don't know if I've actually announced this yet. I don't think we have. Um, this next year will be a displacer beast. Oh, oh I'm getting yeah, it. So yeah. 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 And, uh, oh, so John sweet. has gotten some, some, uh, some spec drawings to us, and we're just getting that uh, cranked up. So that'll be the plushie for next year. That is awesome. We have a Grognard exclusive for, this game <laughs> for, oh, for the 12 yeah. people that listen to this. <laughs> that, we, have more, we have more than that. Uh, <laughs> way more, Greg. Yeah. Um, hey, we have a little game we want to play with you, if that's okay, drawing yeah, sure. upon your expertise. So we every oh, every episode we do a little bit. So we have three questions that draw upon your expertise. And so, what is your expertise? Well, no, we're going to cover oh, that. Oh, okay. So okay. we're going to cover that. So the first one, obviously you organize Game Hole Con. Mm-hmm. So which convention would you rather organize? 4,010-year-olds playing Yu-Gi-Oh! or 4,000 grognor, grognards playing historical miniatures? So, so easily the latter. Oh, my God, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I, I have a ten-year-old. Uh, that's you know. So imagining times four thousand. No, that's, I'm good. The, uh, the uh, I I actually I'm you know I'm a I have some war game background myself. Uh, you know we do have a a, a a nice war game presence at our show. Um, grognards are grognards. You know they're very. This has to be this way, and you know my table has to orient this this on this on a mm-hmm. compass like this, and all kinds that's of weird right. stuff like that. But I'm cool with that, as opposed to just the madness that would come from. And, and we're trying media. to reform the term grognards. We view it as a positive. Yes. So we want to be the elder statesman of gaming. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's our mission. So sure. that, okay, second one. Now this goes to your collecting expertise. Mm. Um, oh, and a little side story about collecting. I used to have. Uh, you'll relate to this. You can commiserate. I sold all my gaming stuff in the 90s because I never thought I'd game again until I had children. But one of the items I had, my Dungeon Master back in the late 70s went to Gen Con, and I believe it was Lake Geneva still, and got a poster of the Monster Manual. And it had like a blue background, the Monster Manual blue. And I'm sure he has one. Later on in college, I got it signed by Gary Gygax. And I sold it on eBay. It's, it might even be in your collection. <laughs> I, I, I do have a framed uh, that I know exactly the promotional post you're talking about, uh, but I, mine is not signed by Gary. Yeah. I have a bunch of signed stuff by Gary. In fact, I have a, for example, I have a first print monster manual yep. um, that was signed by Gary. Um, uh, yeah, I have. If you ever, if you're ever in the Madison area, uh, and you just ping me, I'll be happy to show you the game hole. Yeah. I have a. Um, you know the gaming tables, Monty Cook's old gaming table. Nice. Uh, I have. Wow. Uh, 
I have a complete set of everything TSR produced um, in original shrink wrap. That's, That's my amazing. That is. I love that. I would do that. I'm drooling on the I microphone would, I would right have now. like an ejection set up for that room if there's ever a fire. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so that leads us to, to our next question. Which yeah. would you rather have? An original ODD box set signed by Gygax and Arneson mm-hmm. or a 30-minute audio recording of one of them running their game circa 73? <laughs> uh, that, that's an easy one for me. I, I would take the uh, first print, Woody, for sure. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I just, that's just, you know. But, I mean, I would love to hear how that game ran back. Sure. Like I, when I they would were bump built. it up to a video. Or I guess it would be an 8-millimeter movie, yeah, Super 8 eight movie Mm. of them playing. Okay, okay, so now our third one. And this is based on actual fictitious events that happened in my D&D game. Okay. Okay, this draws (laughs) upon your your legal expertise. And although I know there's different kinds of attorneys, I'm going to ignore that inconvenient fact for the the time being. So we have a paladin who draws from a deck of many things and turns evil. Soon thereafter, he impregnates a succubi. His erstwhile adventuring party ignores the fact that he's evil and lets him disappear for a couple years. They finally decide to turn him back to good um, through a convoluted series of events. Who gets custody of the child? (laughs) Boy, so... I totally uh, did not think about that. Yeah, so that's Uh. that's interesting. Um, uh, Where, (laughs) what what plane of existence are the are the uh, the PCs? They're on Greyhawk. They're actually in Critwall, which is just north of the near dive. Um, I still want to kill him. (laughs) All right. So you're talking feudal then. So that's what you. Yes, and and uh, and Ayuz is is sort of in control, sort of. Now he does. Ayuz doesn't know the paladin has been changed back. Okay. But, you know, this gets into the, is alignment uh, hereditary? Is it is it in your genes or is it chosen? Because that's mm. another thing, too. Nurture yeah. nature. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, of course, uh, whether or not the, the if, if he's a paladin, is he, does he have, is he a, a member of the landed gentry? And if so, then that will, at least then the, in a, in a feudal system would, would, uh, create some interest on the part of the, the government, such as it is, to intervene in a matter like that. Because it would be um, his heir, right? I right, mean, yeah. right. And, you know, so then you, <laughs> you have problems, of course, of, uh, you know, what the venue would be for such an action. You know, <laughs> you have to go to... Uh, and if, if, if he loses custody, when they figure his child support payment, do they take out the tithing that he has to pay to the church before they compute the child support? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a tough claim. I think that's going to be a tough one. Uh, yeah, he may he may just want to work with his uh, his former uh, tryst and work out a a, a some type uh, of a amicable shared custody. Kind shared of thing. custody. Half half of the year he spends it on in the abyss. And the other half. If, if he could get to fifty fifty, that'd be amazing. I think he's probably looking at every other weekend. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> wow. Nice. He nice. stabbed my mom, so he's going to pay for that someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of stuff that happens in that campaign. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the other question that we should have asked up front, what made you contact us? I mean, I know we talked about, did you have anything that you wanted to convey we haven't covered yet? Like, Oh, no, no. I, I You know, I think I saw We were so a... hoping that you would say, Eric, you're a jerk. But, you know... <laughs> You should have fed me that line before we started. I would have been happy to see it. No, the, I, uh, it uh, I saw a, uh, a Facebook post. I get these pings, and occasionally, you know, when I have time, I look at them. But when Game Hole Con is mentioned somewhere, and I saw that, 
And then I saw that you had, you, I think you had a show that you were talking about. The, yeah, 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 just, so just I last week. To the, I listened to the first part of it uh, as I was doing some work here at the office, and um, you you're making some, you're you're speculating about the show and you know why why it has a funny name and stuff like that. I thought, well, I'll just reach out and answer those questions if you guys, you know, and that's that's all. So oh, well, that's uh, great. Know, we really appreciate it. No, 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 I appreciate that you guys were saying nice things about the show, and you know, it's the whole, it's uh, the the that sort of thing is uh, is is just it's wonderful. We don't make any money doing this. We actually try not to. We put all the money back into the show, and we try to make keep badge prices as low as possible, and we try to merchandise. We try not to make. We just want to break even on stuff. We, don't, we just make enough money to, to offset our costs. We don't have to write a check at the end of the show, uh, and and that's and so when people say nice things about us, that's our I guess our pay. You know, that's the reward uh, to to know that we're doing a good job and that people like it. Um, and so it's it's gratifying, quite frankly, and so uh, that's why I, was, I reached out because I thought, oh, that's really cool. These guys say nice things about us, so so thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was I was concerned about uh, Eric's uh, um, my rant his, his about adventures the League War, experience. Adventures League. Yeah, he might not have listened that far. Yeah. Oh no! And that, <laughs> hey, so let me let can we can we talk? Do we have time to talk about that really? Sure, quickly? sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah do. So that's that's another. You know, there we have uh, the largest AL hall in the country, um, and that's happened because of. You know, just organically, it's just it's unbelievable. And and Wizards, you know, our friend Chris Lindsay, really likes our show, and they commit tremendous amount of assets to our show, and they're even going to do more next year. So, um, and I love D and D. I don't play a lot of Adventure League, uh, I, but I write some. I write some mm-hmm. adventures for it. But uh, but so I, it's a it's a part of the show that I care a lot about, and I pay attention to. You know, it's not like hey eventually people just go run it. So I, I'm getting very much more back involved because there are some things that happened in the ale hall that I was not thrilled with. First of all, the mustering process was poorly conceived. Mm-hmm. Um, that We're going to redo that. Uh, the schedule was too tight. Uh, there, there didn't, there was not enough, there wasn't a break between games. Um, and it, it, people, so it made for late DMs. Um, we had too many unprepared DMs. That's just completely unacceptable. Uh, we had, uh, you know, a few just little things like that. So what we're going to do is the emphasis next year is going to go be going away from two-hour adventures and going into four-hour adventures and have a schedule where it's uh, a four-hour game, then an hour break on that table, yeah. uh, and then another four-hour game. So if someone runs over a little bit, no problem. If uh, a DM has to be is late, late by a few minutes late, no problem. Uh, if uh, the people, the DMs can clean up properly, um, they can uh, go get something to eat, um, and so we're going to make that up, though. That so that, from a con running standpoint, when you make a decision like that, of course that impacts throughput. In other words, how many yeah. players can play, because we're constantly getting clamoring, open up more tickets, open up more tickets. Well, sheesh, you know, there's you gotta. This doesn't. It's not that easy. But what we're going to do is expand the hall again and add more tables, space them out a little better. Um, and so it can accommodate this more relaxed schedule, but still lots of people can play. Um, and also we're doing some, I'm, I'm just finished writing it yesterday, actually, some very clear policies as to what, it, what being a DM at GameholeCon. And that, quite frankly, is a privilege uh, because we produce great swag for our DMs and Wizards just dumps a ton. I mean, you just do not get the kind of rewards uh, at GameholeCon that you get anywhere else. So it's got to be viewed as a privilege. That means you come, if you're going to sign up to run a game, you are prepared to run that game. It's not looking at the adventure a few minutes before the game for the first time. That is just not acceptable. 
So we're, you know, I'm trying to, I, I really do want to make this, just like every every part of the show, perfect, and I'm going to spend some of my energies uh, on this off-season making getting the AL Hall um, improved. And I think it was overall good. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, the, the there, one thing things. that I still, I mean, I, have, I was in the military, I got partial hearing loss, and when I'm in the back of the room and they got those rah, 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 speakers, yep. I mean, either a video monitor or speakers that run to the back so that you can hear what they're saying, that's, that's always the challenge. Yeah. Yep. How, well, how, many it, D, how many DMs did you have in that Epic Hall? The, well, the total, I think we had, um, we're over 200 total for the show. Yeah, you had 70 tables, I think, so right? 70 oh, tables, 70 tables? Yeah. So, okay. you know, so it's for the wow. Epics, we'd have, you know, like 60-some DMs running. Um, but, to, but for example, yes, the, 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 uh, the audio quality, absolutely. What we're going to do to address that is uh, take the stage and build a, a a four-sided stage in the middle of the hall. Nice, yeah. And tables around it. Very good. Broadcasting in every direction. Uh, it just, you know, as long as as, as as soon as people can tell me what the problem is and tell us, what, we'll, we'll engineer around it. There, You know, if there's a way, we'll figure it out. Um, and that's, the I think, the way that shows get into trouble is they just don't listen to their attendees. Yeah. You know, so um, many of them don't. don't. They just want the people to show up, and um, oftentimes it's, they, they ignore the issues they figure well those people will go away and and you mentioned the the quality of dm i didn't particularly have any problems with that when i mean i'm a big fan of ventures league i think it's an important part of the growth of the hobby um you know i dm at the local game store every week and it's you know you same basic group but you know you get new people who show up and it's nice they can drop into a game um and I know that GaryCon, that is one of the things we all mentioned as a group when we came back from GaryCon, was we noticed that the game mastering was top-notch. Very much so. So, you know, that aspect is definitely something that gets noticed, and, and I, I love the fact that you, you brought it up and are focusing on it, because mm-hmm. that's what differentiates, you know, those top-tier conventions like GameholeCon from those just run-of-the-mill conventions. And, and you know, the... the DMing in the hall was really good across the board. There were just a few instances, and that's just not acceptable. Even even if one or two tables had a bad experience, that's one or two too many. It just can't have it. Um, but the, the DMs we had, we have we have we draw DMs from around the country, and these are some of the best DMs in the country that come and run games in the eventually call. Uh, and so the vast majority of people that I, that came up that took uh, time out of their con to come and you know talk to me and tell me what they thought were effusive with the praise the praise of the dms that they had in that hall so that's i don't for a moment want to suggest that that there's some sort of systemic problem it was just a few instances that and i think that if we you know are a little clear about our expectations that that zero times can that happen yeah zero um then that hopefully we'll get there nice that's really amazing you the guys attitude about this whole thing is just incredible well, I, I appreciate that. It's just again, it's just the, the con I want to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's all. That's yeah. all. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we all want to go now. Yeah, and then we have eleven and a half month wait. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just another yeah. thing on my calendar. If it wasn't for this work thing, I could have more fun. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. <laughs> well, hey, I, I can't. I can't imagine how you squeeze all this in and your job and gaming in the pub and your. Yeah, that's uh, the whole thing is just flabbergasting to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, you do things like, for example, right now as I'm have chat with you guys, I got my two kids in the, my office running around here uh, <laughs> because they're off school today. 
um, yeah, it's really time management. You know, just like anything else, it's uh, it's trying to be efficient and uh, with your time, so you can do all the things and that you that you enjoy. And you know, I, the, and, and the the con because I love it is the only way. If it if it were a job, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't take on a second job. Yeah. To, you know, it, right. This is a this is a, a a function of joy for me and and for the guys. Uh, for you know Royce and Josh and Andrew and you know all those guys that, that that work on the show, it's because we love it and that's why we're willing to do things in the evening. That's why you know if we have a little downtime at work, we switch over to you know <laughs> looking at floor plans or whatever. Um, it, it's it's that 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 joy is is what what fuels it. Uh, because if you didn't have that, if it were just a grind, then it would be yeah well, look like a lot of different shows. That don't don't me. lose that because when your hobby <laughs> becomes your job, then and you're we, doing it wrong. We just talked about that. Why do we game? Yeah, you know, in our the, most recent podcast, which has not yet aired, um, and we'll ask this of you. Um, we asked ourselves, why is gaming important to us? Uh, what does it mean for us? And so. I pose that question to you. What and you've already answered a lot of that, but you know what makes yeah. gaming important? Why gaming to you? and not race car driving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you know that comes to uh, you know when you want to talk about you know why do you why is your favorite flavor of ice cream your favorite flavor you know and that's kind of hard to answer. Um, I guess I could just put it this way: that it's so fun. I enjoy it so much. Last night playing playing with the guys and we're playing um, uh, the uh, Dragon Heist now. Um, I laughed so hard at various points <laughs> that I my my face hurt. Mm, that's uh, a great know, thing. And, yeah, and we're just having so much fun, and we've done this for so many years. And you know, it's just the silly um, camaraderie that happens from gaming. These you know, inside of inside of inside comments from something that happened five years ago. You know, and just you know you know how it is. And oh it yeah. Is that mm-hmm. that experience of being able to get together with with with, with my with my people once a week to. Play uh, to play our games, which is you know D D or Call of Cthulhu or whatever we're playing, uh, is just so fun, and that's 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 why I guess just that feeling of uh, community and shared uh, shared interests, um, and you know it's just it's it's one of the highlights of all of our weeks when we get together. It's very decompressing. It's very it's all oh, yeah. that. So yeah, I don't know. That's just a good time. I just love it. Nice. You're a, you're a very lucky man, and the beauty of it is, is I think you realize it, and that's that's the best part. Yeah, mm. and you're you're improving gaming for everybody. I mean, putting on Game Hole Con the way you do, I think, just speaks well to the hobby and to the people involved in the hobby. And, and I'd like to congratulate you and wish you many more happy happy Game Hole Cons. And we're going to get as many people as we can to go. <laughs> that's well, right. I- I appreciate that. You know, the, the you, when that's the other piece of this that's motivating. So, if you can in life, I think it's if you can do good anywhere. You know, if you have an opportunity, you know, like volunteering in your kids' classrooms, you know, or anything. It doesn't have to be Mother Teresa kind of selflessness. But if you if it's something that you love doing and you can also then make a difference, you know, why not? And so that's why I look at your you know game Con started off with like, well, let's just see if anyone comes. To now, it's this thing, and sort of now what? Well. Here's what we can do. I think that what we can contribute positively is, first of all, uh, bringing some professionalism to the industry, uh, which which means that gaming professionals, when you come to our show, they have to sign, they have to agree to a set of standards about how to act, you know, as as a professional in a public space, because we've had problems with that in mm-hmm. our industry of yeah. people acting like jerks, yeah. Uh, yeah. and also just treating everyone with 
respect. You don't have to. This is not a political statement, but you, you, we have to be decent to our fellow gamers, regardless of what they look like. That's just that has to be. We have to get beyond this as as a hobby. Um, and so those are things that, you know, I think that we can help with. And in fact, I've been asked by Gamma to go out to the, the, the to uh, to Gamma this year and in, in, uh, for the trade show and 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 give a talk on on, on inclusivity. On professionalism and uh, about about modernizing the hobby that way, and That's it's awesome. wild. It's and wild that I'm being asked to do this. But uh, you, know, you know, if it can't happen in gaming, how is it ever going to happen anywhere else? Right? right. I mean, this is this is where it needs to start. I mean, this is where, and, and I'm right on board with you. Yeah, it's just so I, you know, it's a, it was a little flabbergasting to me to me to quite frankly have to tell, uh, you know, well known designers that hey you can't you can't you know you can't do x y and z i mean come on man it's it's crazy but it's you know i have just come to grips with that and so there there was no there were no professionalism standards in gaming before i authored them you know i looked for them i was like there's got to be no but you know what i mean it's always i i went to college in normal illinois home of gdw and julia martin worked at gdw and those guys worked very hard, but it was still almost like a backyard business. You know, I mean, their office was the second floor of this building, and it was, you know, it wasn't a corporate office like you would imagine these these great games were coming out of. It was, you know, it was a different time, and I think we the hobby has grown so much in popularity that it, that it didn't keep up. And and I feel bad for a lot of those early designers because. A lot of them are struggling. They didn't. They didn't make the bank from their games, and and some of them are getting rights back, and and things are happening to help them out. But um, I, I think that's part of that sequence of events that you know Hasbro picks up D and D. They're a big corporation. You know, Wizards of the Coast. After that, you know, uh, they make a lot of money off Magic, and and you know when they pick up D and D, now I think it becomes a professional. You know, situation where before, yeah, we had companies, but it was you know three guys that were like, we're going to start a game company. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The 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 market share, you know, as it becomes, as real money is starting to tra- change hands, you know, it's it, it, and Wizards is doing a wonderful job of leading, leading the the tabletop, the the RPG world at least, uh, with uh, you know. Um, uh, professionalism uh, standards uh, in you know do, doing it the right way, high quality products. Yeah, you know it's it's nice to see, uh, and and the board game world is come. There's real. I mean, that's board gaming is much larger than RPGs, as you guys yeah, know. Yep, that's yep. a much bigger piece of the of the hobby. So you have companies like Asmodee and so on. I mean, they're they're way that's you know they're they're way ahead of where most of the RPG companies are. It's now it's the small press RPG companies. Are getting there? They're, yeah. they're now, and those they're unfortunately, there. those are the news stories we're hearing every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I just, and I just, I just can't have that at my show. Just can't have it. Can't happen. And well, uh, I just won't allow it. And uh, you know, in, uh, so we're doing everything we can to to prevent it. And fortunately, we've not never had an issue. And we're going to try to do our best to stay ahead of everything to make sure that never happens. But you know, that's um, yeah. Anyway, well, that's, uh, that's, well, uh, that's yeah. our little that's our little contribution to the hobby, and we appreciate that. Yeah, we do. Oh, we you. really do. Thank you. So, Alex, I think uh, that's about where we're gonna wrap it up. I personally, I want to thank you for uh, being willing to uh, talk to us here on the Grognards. It's what we call our opportunity attack, and uh, hope to meet you in person in the future. Yeah, so. please, please. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at the show next year, and just make sure you come up and say hello and. 
um, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be cool. Yeah. So thank you very much, and uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, we'll let you know when this one goes live into right, the wild. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Perfect. So Perfect. We got a quick thank turnaround. God. All right. Very, very much appreciated. Well, for the grog nerds, I want to say thank you very much, and take care. <laughs>